Hey, Dragons, welcome to episode 78 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. I am your host, Kenny Rotter, and today we are joined by my podcast network friend and also host of the Almost Better Than Silence podcast, Doug Coleman. On today's episode, our two main topics are how to stay active in a sedentary job, as well as our uh, thoughts, beginnings, and ways to get into the Super Mario franchise. Although we're pretty sure that if you're a gamer or have played a video game in the last 30 years, it's probably a Mario game you've played at some point. So, but we're very excited for that. As for the rest of the show notes, you know the usual. Tell a friend about the podcast. Bring a friend to the podcast. Leave us a rating review on iTunes. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We definitely appreciate it. We love interacting with everybody. And now, Workout Nerd Out. In the basement rolling dice. And here we are with Doug Coleman. Doug, how are you, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on your show again, Kenny. You are so welcome. Thanks for coming on. We uh, we love having you. I love listening to your podcast. I you've told me that you enjoy the the DB and D podcast, so it's always absolutely great when, we can, when we can have the crossover. Oh, totally, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and excited about our show topics today. There's some cool stuff going on. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I was just uh, guzzling down my energy drink as you and I were talking about off. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know how it goes. <laughs> Got to stay wide awake for these podcasts. How are you, man? How have you been? Pretty good. Things are going really – in fact, very good. Uh, things are going really good at my job. Uh, my, my family, we just got another dog. Like we rescued a new puppy, so he's cute. He's like an eight-year-old poodle, and he's had a little bit of work to do with like getting used to like peeing and stuff outside, but he's all good. So that's a, a, something that brightens my day. And yeah, as far as my job goes, I just got a raise. I have a first floor office now and like things are just, I don't know, pretty darn good. And the podcast, as far as Almost Better Than Silence goes, we're about to cross our 200th episode in about in two weeks here. So it's pretty exciting. Or I'm not sure by the time when this airs, but around then. No, this is going to air Wednesday, the, I believe the 18th, no, tomorrow's, yeah, uh, Wednesday the 18th. So, yeah, I know it'll be a, a week and a half. No, two and a half weeks, the 30th. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two and a half weeks. Um, I don't know. So, I, was, I was told there would be no math. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that's didn't mean to catch you off guard there. <laughs> but, yeah, no things, are, things are totally good on my end. How about you, man? Oh, man, things are things are moving and shaking. Things are sometimes it's it's it gets a little overwhelming when you think of everything you have to do. I've been really uh, trying really hard to get out new content for for the podcast, which has been it's been a lot of fun, but it has been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, I was going hardcore there uh, up until about May. And then things kind of came to a screeching halt. And it's one of those things where an object in motion tends to stay in motion. Yeah. So getting, (laughs) getting everything back up and running and reaching out to contacts and talking with people, um, has been, has been a fruitful struggle is how I'm going to word that. Yeah, that's understandable. It's definitely takes a lot of work and effort on your part. So I don't know. I'm grateful that you do that for your show. 
Dude, absolutely. Thanks. I appreciate you saying so. Now, what is going on current event-wise? What have you been doing to work out Nerd Out this week? Uh, well, Nerd Out, uh, people, if you're familiar with my show, I we talk about video games a lot. And the latest hotness, so to speak, in my life is the fact that I just got a Nintendo Switch. And it's as a result of me selling a bunch of records. I'm a record collection guy, and I have like hundreds of records and it's to the point where I can't listen to all of these and a lot of them are rare gems that are worth a lot of money so I decided to sell those and to the certain audiences I made like a boatload of money and I was just like oh well what should I do and I I went to Twitter and I was like what do, what do you what would you guys do if you were in my shoes go Nintendo Switch or PSVR and after talking to the my own team at ABTS and hearing the response from Twitter, it, it was almost like a resounding like switch. Like PSVR, sure, that's going to be cool, but you'll get bored with it, and it's just clunky, and you have all this like uh, peripheral, peripherals and stuff. And not to mention there's some exciting games coming out for Switch um, and already ones that are currently available. So I went that route, and it's it's just fantastic. As and it's funny because like I almost feel like I'm like a convert because I was always the guy who was like PlayStation's the best. Uh, I have no need for a Nintendo system. Uh, I I would play the Nintendo Wii at my girlfriend's house and play the hell out of like Mario Galaxy one and two and all the other like Mario Party and Mario Kart. Like I love that franchise, but I was never like sold to the point where it's like I need to own a system. But then I heard about Mario Odyssey, and I'm like, as I've played all these other Mario games, I'm like, I I need this. And it just made sense because I had the extra cash, and my girlfriend even chipped in on it, so it wasn't even a big deal. And the way I actually got it from Best Buy, so it worked out that they were like 12-month financing because I have a, a card there. And there there was just some really cool deals going on, so it just happened to work out for us. And she's excited to try it out. She hasn't just yet, but uh, we do have Mario Kart 8 and Zelda Breath of the Wild. So this is going to be my first Zelda experience. I know, shoot me. I'm a, I'm supposed to be a gamer, and I'm saying this is my first Zelda experience, but it's true. Well, I honestly, my, oh gosh, I haven't played a Zelda game in forever. Uh, we can talk about that in a little bit, but yeah. we are, are going to touch on the Mario franchise a little bit later in the podcast, but I've been looking at getting a Switch. It's probably going to happen here probably after the first of the year. I got some other expenses that I need to, that I need to take care of first, but for sure. I did end up getting Zelda, I believe it's A Link to the Past for the 3DS, and so I'm looking forward to firing that up because I've never played that before. I want to oh. say my my Zelda experience was the first two for the regular Nintendo, for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then uh, Arcing of Time for the 64. And then okay. I, got, I got stuck at one point in Majora's Mask, and I was like, you know what? Screw this shit. I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, that happens with me with certain games. And that actually reminds me, you mentioning A Link to the Past. I did play that uh, briefly on Game Boy Advance at one point when I was much younger, to the point where I barely remember it. So I guess it counts like I didn't really play it, but <laughs> I guess I lied. I did play that at one point. Awesome. I got to say, for my for my weekly nerd out, what I'm nerding out on right now, um, I have been huge into comics, uh, mostly it's because as I talked a couple weeks ago, uh, the perky nerd has its comic book shop in Burbank and it has a, every other Wednesday, there's a comic book club for, for, for guys and it's called the reading rainbows. So I've been reading, yes. I've been reading a lot of comics. Uh, I've actually read my first Thor comics last week. We covered Thor goddess of thunder 
And then next week we're doing the Unworthy Thor. So really excited to read those, uh, to to read Unworthy Thor. But other than that, I had pre-ordered a grip of comics that were all getting uh, delivered late September, early October. Yeah. So, like, in the past three weeks, I've had, like, seven or eight graphic novels show up randomly, you know, (laughs) uh, just because I'm like, oh, look, I ordered this. Great. Yeah. That's a great feeling. Yeah. I've been, I was like, oh, look, way to go past Kenny, rewarding future Kenny. Exactly. Uh, um, So I've been catching up on Scooby Apocalypse, Rat Queens, Sex Criminals, um, God, there's a couple other image titles that I was catching up on that I just can't remember right now. I'm in the middle uh, of uh, the latest Old Man Logan. Love Old Man Logan. Such a good series. Uh, yeah, no. So, so that's been my, that's been my nerdiness. I also just got back from, uh, visiting my family out in Arizona and I got my dad an NES classic. Oh, nice. Oh, was it hard to get a hold of one at this point still? No, I actually – where did I get the NES Classic? I think I got it on – like I got it back when they first came out on Amazon or Walmart or something. I managed to be one of the lucky few that actually got online when they still had them. Yeah. So I go to my dad's house and it's because me and my dad used to play Dr. Mario all the time together. And so I fired up and I'm playing and I'm, I'm actually, I gave a controller to my four year old nephew and he thought he was playing because, you know, things move on the screen, but I was actually playing, but he was mesmerized (laughs) nonetheless. And I asked my dad, I was like, dad, has this been turned on since the last time I was here playing it? And he's like, no. And I'm just like, why did I give this to you? I would get so much more use out of it at my place. Oh, damn. I know what you mean. So. And other than that, I've been kind of keeping my eye out for the SNES Classic. I mean, if that if that pops up somewhere where I am, I'll probably end up snagging that. I might get one for uh, myself for Christmas. But, nice. But yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing to keep myself keep myself nerdy. What have you been doing? Uh, anything physical fitness wise outside of the topic we're going to be talking about later? Um. Well, not much. It's finally like it's like becoming fall now so things are cooling down i think i'm gonna start running i haven't yet so i'm lying to you by saying like oh if if i were to say i went running recently but i do have the desire to get back into running after work but currently no i just i've been so damn busy especially with all the podcasting i've been doing i it's just been like nose to the grindstone with editing and stuff so i gotta get back into doing something a little more physical but at least what we will talk about in the future is keeping me at least a little more fit than absolutely nothing Absolutely. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm Any, the worst. Anything is better than nothing. Uh, everyone out there knows that I'm a. I, I love my tough mutters. So I was actually supposed to be doing one today and yesterday, but unfortunately, those are in Sonoma, California, and Sonoma happens to be on fire right now. Oh God, that's right. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a bit of a bummer. Um, that it got canceled, but you know, it was, it was unsafe. The area is really smoky and the air quality is really bad and people have lost homes and there's been some deaths and it's just, it's, it's, it's very sad. Um, yeah, absolutely. My, my heart goes out to everybody up there. Uh, I was debating whether or not to go up there anyway, 
and volunteer with some of the relief efforts. And then I talked to a couple people and they were like, you know what? At this point, since everything is so disorganized, you're actually probably going to be more in the way. So, oh, geez. Yeah, just because they were still trying to get the fire under control and like they're telling people to avoid driving if they can. And it's like, here I would. I'd be flying to the place where the fire is and I'd be renting a car and I'd be, you know, clogging up the freeways and the roadways where maybe emergency vehicles need to get through or anything like that. So I'll probably make a point to get up there at some point and volunteer in the future. But I did sign up for my first toughest mutter. And yeah, what the toughest mutter is, is it's a five mile course, but you run it for eight hours. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. It's as many laps as you can do from uh, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Now, has this been a thing or is this like something new? They started it this year, but I didn't know about it and I wasn't prepared enough to deal with it this in 2017. So I'm going to do my first one in 2018. And I'm hoping I have a friend who has run like numerous marathons. So I'm hoping to have her on here at some point and talking about uh, getting into running training, distance running training. Uh, I'm actually starting a training regimen tomorrow, which I'm a little bummed because anyone who knows, I mean, the, the name of the podcast is Dumbbells and Dragons. I love lifting weights. Yeah. So it's pretty much for the next five or six months, I'm trading out the weights for endurance racing or endurance running. So it's going to be a bit of a switch, but I have my first five mile run tomorrow and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't remember the last time I ran like five miles. Oh, you can temporarily name the show Treadmills and Dragons. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I actually like that. That's not, that's not bad. Treadmills and Dragons. Um, no, so I, I'm a little nervous, but especially because I have horrible lower body, like my knees are bad, my shins are bad, my ankles are bad. Uh, but you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's better to, I feel like you're better off training the things that you're not good at or like the areas that need the most work are the ones you should probably focus on. And I don't, I'm not saying I practice that, but that's what I probably is your best bet. <laughs> yes, you're not wrong. Uh, but I like, yeah, so I'm super excited. That's, that's that dude. That's, that's what I got workout wise. That's exciting, man. Yeah. No, good luck and keep us posted on how, when like you're training as you get ready for it and stuff and when it's coming up on the calendar. Cause yeah, that's, that's cool. That's the first time they're offering it too. just don't kill yourself. Be careful. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> tough, man. Like toughest. I will be more than happy to do that. I will keep everyone, uh, uh, updated with that. Oh, also, um, big news for Dumbbells and Dragons. We have been invited back to Palm Springs Comic Con, uh, November 11th and 12th in Palm Springs. Nice. So we are going to be hosting a couple panels. And I believe one, we are doing a crossover with Kelly Hightower from Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, as well as I think we're going to be doing our usual cosplay and body positivity podcast that uh, that usually goes over real, real well. Uh, I actually need to reach out to some cosplayers and 
and see if they're still they're still game for that panel. Oh man, that's totally awesome. I, I I wish I could make it out to that. That's the other coast for me, but that's super super cool. Yeah, uh, I actually, you know, I think I'm going to I'm sorry, I'm thinking while I'm talking and that never works out well for me. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh I think I have some other people I'm going to reach out to about certain types of cosplay. So, that's going to be fun. But yeah, everyone stay tuned with that. We'll see you at Palm Springs. Come out, I'll buy you a beer. It'll all be good. If you're nice. over 21, if you're not over 21, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, no promises there. All right, so let's talk about staying active with a sedentary job. Um, you and I were briefly talking about this before, so tell us about your job and what you're doing to combat sedentariness. Yeah, so – and that's the thing. In It's the year 2017. You – probably have definitely heard about standing desks or or just in general hearing reading articles about how sitting is the new smoking is the whole like uh cliche that you might hear <laughs> and that's the thing like i that's what i i am a java programmer so i just sit at an office desk for from the 8 to 5 like and except for i get an hour lunch but regardless i mentioned i got my new office down on the first floor and one of the main investments to me was like, what can I do to like improve my health now that I have my own office? And it was, I saw an article about standing desks. In fact, one of the podcasts that I first ever started listening to, uh, the Texting podcast, uh, the co-host Vin, uh, Justin Vincent was always discussing like how he could optimize being healthy in a in a program programmer's job. And he tried doing like standing desks with like whole treadmills and stuff attached, which I thought that was a little too extreme. And he didn't even last doing that for very long. But regardless, I eventually got to the point where I was doing some research on like different standing desks. And there was this one com- company offering like an unlike fathomable deal because typically like they cost like thousands of dollars. It's like typically a thousand to two thousand dollars. And it's like, oh, gosh, you, you have to have a really high budget for one of these. But then comes along this company uh, autonomous. And I think it was only currently I think they're 500. But at the time I bought it, it was only like 300 or 375 or something for this really impressive desk. I use it every day at work now and it's it's unbelievable. I press a button and there's five different presets so I can go from sitting to standing to what I also per- invested in is this little like stationary bike thing that I can sit on and have pedals and I can keep track of the calories I burn as I'm just sitting there coding. So and then that requires a- another preset so I have that at it- its own height so my knees aren't like brushing up against the desk. So this company really like kind of changed the game for me is like I just sit around all day. Now I have the option instead of just sitting, I can stand, I can bike, I can just move around and get a lot more blood flow going than, than I ever would have just sitting at a desk that has no real flexibility like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like, it's I and that's the thing. All the people that at my office, it's a pretty small office. So like people walk by and they're like, "Is he biking?" Like, and they're like, "What is going on?" So they come in and check it out, and everyone's gives me like all sorts of compliments. Like that's really cool, and they I they realize that I invested it on my own. So like if I anyone there can technically do what I did, and it's it just yeah it makes me feel a lot better because sitting all day, gosh, you really kind of feel it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm currently dealing with a pinched nerve in my, in my, uh, vertebrae and not my vertebrae in my back. Oh my gosh. I know it sucks. Uh, it sucks a lot. 
that's the worst kind of pain there is. Like I've had back pains at times and like it's just unbelievable. Oh god, I I feel so terrible for you. I appreciate that. No, uh but my my physical therapist is like you need to like you need to have better posture. So but it's just a matter of how my desk is situated. I'm always like hunched over typing. Like it's it, it's miserable. Yeah. So uh my my office has actually a really they're pretty liberal about getting us standing desks, so I should probably ask them to do that for me. But well, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I would definitely recommend that the one that I bought them from because I guess they do probably give you deals on like if you're trying to outfit an outfit, and they were just it's just it's really impressive. Like I said, I'm so thrilled with it. That's awesome. I will say one time I got a deal on a biking desk. It's it's uh bike that has that little platform that you put a computer on like a laptop yeah um and i i I, like don't get me wrong it's not a great exercise bike like you're not gonna use it for spin class you're not gonna use it to break your speed record but for keeping your legs moving and mobile during the workday like you can just pedal lightly for an hour while you're writing something or while you're doing research online or something like that. And it was really, really great. And it was a minimum, minimal investment, like maybe I think a hundred, two hundred dollars. Yep. That's similar price for the bike, the office bike that I purchased. And it, it just, it really does. It just changes the game of like actually having some kind of blood flow. And in fact, I think they even have studies that say like just that motion in and of itself, the blood flow gets to the brain and you're more focused on what you're doing. And I do find like when I'm biking and coding, I'm very alert. And, but the problem is, yeah, the posture, it's, it's kind of insane how, how much, how dramatically posture impacts your body because over time, like you will like have certain aches and pains and stuff if you're just not using like the correct posture. So there, there's different things I was also looking into. Cause like I find standing, I'm fine and sitting, I'm fine. Cause like I have like an ergonomic chair and like I have ergonomic keyboard and all that kind of stuff. Cause I really do want to combat, uh, getting carpal tunnel. Cause like the type of job I have, it's just like almost you're destined for that. Um, but I don't know in general, I, I think um, there's different things like uh, waste attachments that you can have or like this one thing that I actually purchased. It was only $20 on Amazon. Uh, You put it on kind of like a backpack and then you tighten the straps and like use Velcro around your waist and it will basically force your body to stay upright. And although it's uncomfortable, it it does keep – it does the job of making sure you have correct posture. So sometimes I'll throw that on when I'm biking just to combat like slouching because I don't know. Gravity's a bitch. (laughs) Gravity is a bitch. Um, (laughs) That's the quote of the podcast. Gravity's a bitch. Now, uh, shoot me what you're talking about because I want to include a link to that in the show notes. Oh, absolutely. This strappy thingy that you're talking about. Okay. Oh yeah. It's, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was called comfy med. Uh, it was like, it was only 20 bucks and there's a bunch of different variations of different companies providing it, but the one I got, it works. Um, let me try to find a link and get that to you though. Oh, that's awesome. Now, one of the things I have, uh, some of those medical bands, like the, the purple, red, green, black bands that are stretchy. Yeah. So I use those to to rehab my shoulder a bit, and I'll be like just sitting at the computer, and I'll lean back, and I'll just do some exercises with those bands. Um, gotcha. It always looks funny, but you know whatever. Yeah, 
this thing looks funny too and i always consider like putting it on under my clothes but then i don't want to be stuck like i won't be able to bend over or something (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome uh let me take a look at this thing uh yeah now one of the other things that i try to do oh for sure that does look weird yeah, it's very weird, but it, like I said, it will make sure that you have a straight, correct posture. And I only wear it when biking, so as as long as no one's walking by my office while I'm biking, I don't look like a weirdo. Oh, there you go. Well, and and I'll include a link to that and some other stuff in the show notes in case anybody wants to wants to pick any of that stuff up. Uh, I don't have an Amazon affiliate account, so I'm not doing this to make any money. I'm just doing this so so. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, in, uh, like sponsored there. by anyone either. That's what I mean. Comfy Med or Autonomous. Sorry, guys, but I I will recommend it because I use it. So absolutely. Uh, one of the other things that I constantly do is I keep a water bottle filled with water at my desk, so I'm constantly drinking water instead of a soda or anything like that. But yeah, whenever like. Also, if you're properly hydrated, you should be peeing a, a decent amount. So my my job is on the the second floor of a three-story building. So what I will do is I will, either before or after I use the restroom, I will go out, up the left stairwell, all the way across the building and then down the right stairwell and then go back to my office. So I'll just do a loop before I, you know, before I go back to work and yeah, it gets the blood flowing. It gets, it gets my, my mind, you know, it, first of all, it's, it's a, it's a nice break on the eyes, but it also just gets that blood flow and gets me moving a little bit, ready to go back, sit down and, and pound away at the keys. For sure. That's pretty cool that you have that ability or like an option like that. So yeah, and yeah. that's at my work. There's a we also have three stories and the server rooms all the way at the top. So maybe I might have to work into just going up and down the stairs just to get that blood flowing too. Yeah, I mean it's just like some uh, another person in my office just does. Our, our office building isn't that large, so she'll just go outside and do a circle around the building before she comes back. Yep. So just. Small stuff like that just to increase the mobility. Now, anything else fitness-wise or do we want to start talking about Mario? Um, Yeah, I, I, that's about it for me in the fitness department. Uh, Yeah, I guess Mario, though, I, I do have a lot to say because I'm very excited for the upcoming one. And I just got Mario Kart 8, and it's my first Mario Kart since 64. So <laughs> I haven't played anything else. Yeah, I swear to God, it's really – it's been I, – I can't think of any of the others. So Jeez, huge jump and it's it's fantastic. I'm loving it. Let's see. Um Okay, so there was Mario Kart after 64 was Double Dash for the GameCube. And then after Double Dash was Mario Kart Wii. Then there was Mario Kart 7 for the Game Boy. And then you're on Mario Kart 8. So you're only like 3 games away. Wow, that's interesting. So, is it? Are there actually eight of them? Then, wow. Um. Yes, there's Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart sixty four, Double Dash, Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart Advance for Game Boy Advance. Uh, yep. 
another Game Boy one, I believe, and then Mario Kart seven, and then Mario Kart eight for Holy crap. Yeah, that's insane. That's what a hell of a franchise. And I guess they might have another one probably in on the horizon. <laughs> I hope so. Mario Kart is by far one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly and there's a huge uh character variety like a cast of characters that you can choose from in this one including a few from splatoon there's even link from zelda and just all sorts of stuff it's really cool and you can choose your me and stuff so that that's one of the cool things since i've never really owned a nintendo uh console myself like making my own me me was kind of fun that's so weird that you've never owned a nintendo console I know. Oh, blows uh, my mind. Blows my <laughs> mind, Doug. No, so, so talking about Mario, what was your first experience with Mario? Oh man! So it must have been when I was like way, way young, and like going to somebody's house to be babysat. Like me and my sister were always taken to this one place. I can't even remember the kids' names because I was like so little. But they actually had a Nintendo system, and it was probably the just regular nes and just mario I, I forget exactly which ones we started with but it was like very old school mario and i remember as a kid being like i just want to stay here all day every day and just play this but that was unrealistic and then i ended up getting my own gaming systems as i grew up and got like a sega genesis so i ended up leaning away from mario but then as i saw like other kids like i don't know other friends having nintendo systems as i grew up and getting introduced to that franchise it was just like wow this one is one that I do want to spend more time with, but I just never had that opportunity. But now that I've met my girlfriend, we've been dating for a solid like six years now, and she had a Wii, and it was cool because that was really my like entry point to be like, let's dive into Mario Galaxy and see what this is all about. And I like, damn, no, I did 100% that game, and then Galaxy 2, I'm like at 99% or like something damn near close. I only have like something very minor left to do, and I should just go fucking do it. But uh, I do love Mario. It's it kind of is one of those franchises that's captivating, and you you really understand how. Like to me, I, I people always used to say like, oh, you're you're anti Nintendo and stuff. It's like I'm not anti Nintendo. I just always think to myself, Nintendo exists because of their exclusive franchises like Mario. Like that is one of the things. Like if they didn't have that, I don't necessarily think Mar- Nintendo would still be around. Uh, I would tend to agree with you. It's it's really only the and they've always had a problem with exclusive titles. Like, yeah. third, I mean, third party, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is they have always had a problem with non-exclusive titles. Okay. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pick up a Wii or a Switch to play Metal Gear Solid. You know? Yeah, or, or, yeah. Skyrim. Watch Skyrim, <laughs> things like that. You, you pick up a Nintendo console for your Zeldas, your Mario Karts, your Marios. For sure. What I got to say and, is my first... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, that's exactly why I got to switch for those. That's it's the truth. Yeah, I'm, I'm debating whether or not to get a Switch just for Mario Kart 8 and Mario Odyssey. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about getting a Wii U just for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yeah, and that's... I forget if... Uh, what is it samus returns the new metroid game is only on 3ds like if if it was on switch i'd be so happy but it's like i'm not gonna just get a 3ds because now i have a switch so it's like damn it uh things like that well there is i do know that they're actually having a relatively cheap 2ds coming out it already came out it came out this summer but 
I honestly, if I had known that this 3D that this 2DS was coming out this summer, I wouldn't have bought a 3DS. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I, I don't use the 3D on the 3DS because it's stupid. Yeah, not many people really do. Yeah. So, but it was my first experience coming to Mario was I first got a Nintendo, the NES, probably when I was like five or six, maybe seven or eight. I don't know. Yeah. But I remember running home from work from work, from school. And <laughs> Working a nine to five as a seven or eight year old. Know, it's, right. right? It's a tough life. <laughs> That's, apparently this energy drink hasn't taken effect yet. No, um, no, but it's alcoholic. No, <laughs> seriously running home from school and wanting to play the duck hunt slash super Mario brothers combination cartridge. Hell yes. But my mom was like, no, you need to drink a glass of milk first. So, <laughs> Like, chugging refrigerator-cold milk is never fun. Um, But that is definitely one way that... uh, It's one talent I now have is that I can chug ice-cold milk. Um, But then I would just play... I would just play Mario until it was time for bed, and it was so much fun. And there was no save feature, so, like, the next day I had to do it all over again. But... Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, old school video games were terribly unforgiving like that. But I remember when I first found the warp zones at the end of World 1-2, when you find the hidden one-up mushroom in World 1-1, like... Hell yeah. So many so many great times with Mario. Um, now, if you can think, what is your all-time favorite Mario memory? Or, well, and or... What is your favorite Mario game out of all the Mario games you can think of? Ooh, that's a tough one. And that's the thing. I think I would lean towards favorite Mario memory and probably favorite game. It's kind of both the same answer would be Mario Party. Um, I'm trying to remember which one. I think it was eight. I could be wrong, but regard, there's so many of them now. But I... I just love the Mario Party franchise and like the whole as- aesthetic behind it. It just feels like you're playing an interactive board game with a bunch of mini games that you already know and love from the previous games and it just and I think certain um there's like there's all sorts of opportunity for like as you're playing with your friends for like you to like just barely take the lead and just at the very end when the game's like analyzing it's like oh who actually has the most stars and oh we're going to hand out some extra stars because of this or that and th- this this person may have crossed this many squares on the actual board whereas this person lost this many coins so they get stars out of sympathy and shit and then like it finally comes to the screen it's like this person wins like i don't know it doesn't get much better than that when like everyone's there's so much uh, uh, mystery and everyone's having such a good time. It's it's a perfect party game. I have to give it to Mario Party. There's really nothing like it. And I think similarly, one game that I also have like real fond memories of is Sonic Shuffle, which is basically a Mario Party clone on Dreamcast. And I haven't played that since Dreamcast days, so that's what I mean. I b- barely remember it, but I love that that style of game. So, but obviously, I do. I would definitely say Mario Party does it better because it doesn't get much better than that that's awesome i do love mario party i never got a chance to really play it a whole lot just because um 
it requires a lot of time and you need a handful of people. I mean, you can play uh, solo, but it's not nearly as fun. But and there's so many different modes and stuff. It, it does require a lot of just like time and you have to have the desire to play. No, absolutely. I think my favorite Mario memory. Oh, gosh. I like part of me wants to say playing Dr. Mario with my dad. For sure. Um, that's probably one of the coolest ones. Uh, another one that sticks out in my mind is when you get 120 stars in Mario 64 and finding Yoshi on the roof. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it's back in the day. Um, although I want to say maybe my favorite memory will be a future memory because I have one star left to collect in Super Mario Galaxy 2. That's, I think, honestly, I think I'm right there with you, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the other ones, I've done everything, and it's like, oh, those games. It's crazy how you beat a Galaxy game, and then they're like, oh, by the way, there's, like, the same amount of stars. Like, you have to play the game, like, all over again to get these red ones. Yeah, and they're, like, extra hard to find. Oh, man. Uh, is Is there a Mario game that you can, that you can think of that you have never played? Or that you haven't? played i don't want to say to completion but you haven't played a lot of yes uh sunshine i think is the one that i'm missing out on and it's like god damn it i need to play that that's the exact same one i was thinking because uh that's actually the same one i haven't played i think i played it like for five minutes at a blockbuster one time (laughs) oh old school man yeah right kids kids ask your parents uh (laughs) But it was it was that was yeah back back when Blockbuster was a thing. But I was like, what is this spraying water pack thing? And I got really irritated with it and then shut it off. Yeah. Oh man, that's the thing. I I think it's because it was for GameCube, a system I entirely like missed like that entire generation for Nintendo. And so I don't know. That was my own bad. But. I don't know. I would love to give it a go. And people have told me since I enjoy Galaxy so much and I'm such like a fan of th- that that game, I would really enjoy Sunshine. So who knows? Maybe I'll get around to playing it. Unlikely, but right. Like, yeah, like I think it's just like I don't have time, man. You know, what would be cool is like now that I do on a switch, if like on the Nintendo eShop or something, they're like, oh, we're bringing Sunshine to switch like I don't necessarily want to get anybody's hopes up it's probably really unrealistic for that to be a thing but that'd be really cool if they could emulate it and or maybe do like some kind of remaster yeah well i mean you can get mario 64 on the virtual console can't you i don't know maybe oh you're right yeah i think you can so i wonder if it maybe it's already a thing and i'm just not aware of it well you know what either way we'll 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 make it a thing i (laughs) I should probably fire up my Wii one of these days and just uh, finish off Galaxy Two. Oh, do it! But one okay. Th- this isn't. This is kind of off topic because we're talking about Mario and we're not going to talk about Mario. Is there like a different game that you put in tons of time but still haven't beaten? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, yes, there definitely is. Uh, what? Hold on, I'm like totally blanking on what it is. Let me think here. All right, well, while you're thinking, I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. Mine is Banjo-Tooie. Oh, God. It was the sequel to Banjo-Kazooie, and, like, they had planned to do all these secret things with, like, the eggs and all this other stuff, and then they scrapped it, and then 
it's just it's such a repetitive find them game like treasure seeker game where you have to like collect all these notes and collect all these jinjos and collect all this stuff it's just like you're going into levels like 20 times just to collect different things yeah they they call it a -a collect-a-thon uh for short and i know exactly what you mean and that that brings me to my answer it's actually the modern i think the creators of banjo kazooie are responsible for this it's a game called ukulele i put hours of hours into this game and i don't even know if i'm like 50 percent or anything it's another collect-a-thon and it's yeah i mean it's gonna take forever so i i do want to revisit it but holy crap i have not beat that and i need to shit yeah um, I actually knew about ukulele. I, I saw it on Kickstarter, but I never I never donated because I was like, eh, I don't have time for a video game. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a rare thing. And by rare, I mean rareware. The people who made Banjo-Kazooie, the people who did Donkey Kong Country, the people who did ukulele. I don't know if ukulele is officially a rare title. Yeah, I'm not sure. I could pull up the box. Let me check. I you know. Um, but I want to say one of the worst offenders of collectathon is donkey kong 64 oh definitely and yeah i don't see rareware but it's i think some of the devs are somehow involved yeah it w- that wouldn't surprise me but donkey kong 64 you okay so you had to free you had to go into each level as each of the five monkeys. So that's a minimum of five times going into each level. And then you had to collect each monkey's specific colored banana. And then you had to collect the four Kong letters. And then there was other things you had to collect. So it was like literally you were going into each level a minimum of three times per monkey, five monkeys. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that ridiculous. That does really like expand out to a lot of playthroughs of the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I think if I went back and played it now, I would be really pissed off. For sure. <laughs> but as a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is so new and fresh. I'm doing something new by collecting purple bananas instead of red bananas." No, yeah. Kenny, you're dumb. Yeah, that's the thing. And I feel like a lot of people were had that kind of slap to the face with the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy. I got that for PS4, and that is the first three tr- Crash games, and they are unbelievably challenging. And yeah, especially the first game. The other two, it's not nearly as bad, and I had a lot of fun nostalgia-wise, but that first game, holy crap, super duper hard. And a lot of people probably were like, I don't remember it being this hard, and I, I thought I, it was more fun. It's like, eh. Welcome to the real world. This game's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right, man. Uh, we got to start wrapping up. It is Sunday night, and I got to get ready for work tomorrow. Uh, I hear that. Yeah. But do you have any shout-outs for anyone out there listening, anyone you want to give a specific shout-out to? Um, I'm just going to shout-out to the network in particular just because uh, we both have shows on it. It's a great group of people um if you like video game podcasts we also have some like sci-fi drama stuff going on with erie canal theater we have uh dumbbells and dragons almost better than silence almost better than dragons press continue podcast and one track gamers so a whole weird variety of stuff um recommend them all it's uh, always a fun listen but you can check us out at almost better.net where you can find all of these shows 
Absolutely. My shout outs for the week are, again, almostbetter.net. Love all the shows on the network. I definitely am subscribed to all of them and I enjoy them all. Um, now I want to give a shout, a special shout out to my friend Mandy. She is a host of one of the hosts of the WEC podcast as well as the Bet You Didn't Know That podcast. Uh, we went to Six Flags yesterday and had a great time. And then we went to a friend's housewarming Halloween party and had a great time. And so, um, thank you to Mandy for hanging out with me all day yesterday. It was a ton of fun. Uh, give a shout out to, the Perky Nerd, my favorite comic book shop in Burbank. Uh, they hosted a Disney trivia competition today. It was nice. Uh, my team, we were first for a while, <laughs> but then the final round just kicked our tails, and we ended up um, and we ended up finishing third. So we were a little bummed, but hey. The first it's play- still pretty good. Yeah, dude. The first place team was like dominating. They were awesome. They caught us. They caught up to us in the fourth round, and then they just overtook us in the fifth round. It was awesome. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. And if you need comics, or you you know shop at your local retailer, uh, or shop at the Perky Nerd down in Burbank. So everyone go to the Perky Nerd in Burbank. Other than that, I'm trying to think if there's any other shout outs I have right now. I don't think so. Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Same here. All right. Well, then, Dragons, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will catch you next week. Uh, work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.